0: a few hours at the end of the Super Bowl, inevitably, there will be a scene where one of the members from the winning team, or one of the coaches, will go to an old friend and an old teammate on the other team to pick him up, to offer his love and support, knowing that his friend, who was just a moment ago his foe, is in a bad spot, is hurting, has fallen short of his ultimate dream. It's a beautiful image, really. It's quite dramatic, right? And it teaches us a wonderful lesson, especially about graciousness and victory, right? But I would like to focus today on the necessity and importance of taking the perspective of the one who is loved in his lowliness and brokenness and pain and suffering. In the first reading, we heard from the prophet Jeremiah, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated you, a prophet to the nations, I appointed you. When we think about love, when we think about our mission in this world, it's easy to think about myself, me, number one, as the protagonist. But we are first and foremost recipients. It's easy to think in the relationship of myself as the lover, but we are first and foremost the beloved. God loves us first god claims us first god acts first in our story in our life of salvation love never fails saint paul says in that second reading why because love became flesh in jesus christ the second person of the trinity love endured suffering and death and rose from the dead love never fails because love chooses us so the love that we have is a gift. It's something that is given to us so that we can share it. When we know the love, the gratuitous, boundless love of God, when we are completely and totally unworthy, when we don't deserve it, in fact, when we shouldn't even be given it, then we can give love in the proper and adequate way. But when we don't know love, When we see love as something we do, not as something we first and foremost receive, it can lead to some pretty serious problems and challenges in our world. When I don't know what it's like to be loved in my lowliness and brokenness, when I'm called to love those who are low and broken, it's easy to not love them, or to act like I'm loving, but to give them scorn and derision. If I don't know what it's like to be loved without any asking in return, If I don't know what it's like to be loved for no other reason than to love, it's easy for me to look at the child in the womb as something to be thrown away. It's easy for me to look at the immigrant or the migrant at the border, the refugee, as a criminal or as someone to be hated and scorned. It's easy to look at the gifts that I have, the money that I have, as something for me first. But when I know the love of God in my lowliness, And I'm called and I encounter the lowly. I come from a place of lowliness so that God can come from his place of greatness and work through me and in me. The other thing that happens when we don't know love as someone who is low, someone who is undeserving, is that when we are challenged by love, as we saw in the gospel today, when we are called by love to the height of love, we scorn it. We kick it aside. We call it something other than love. Jesus, in one way, insults the people greatly. In those two stories he used from Elijah and Elisha, in times of great need in Israel, who are the ones who receive God's blessing, God's healing? Pagans. Pagans. And instead of seeing that as the call, the beauty, the wonder of God's love, that God is loving those who don't necessarily deserve his love, God is loving those who we would even consider outside of his love, they take it as an affront and as an insult. And how easy it is for us to confuse love for other things of the world when we don't see it as a gift. When we don't experience it in our lowliness. And we don't recognize that when God loves us, He's in fact sharing love with us and calling us to a life of love which is everything, which in fact is very difficult. In St. Paul's wonderful exhortation, which we heard from his first letter to the Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind, jealous, not pompous, not inflated. It bears, believes, hopes all things. None of those things are easy. In fact, they're incredibly hard. The love to which we are called isn't easy. It's not tame. In fact, it's incredibly difficult and ever countercultural. The love that we are called to is a total, selfless love. It's a chaste love. It's a sacrificial love. Love never fails because love encompasses everything we do. But it always points to the one who sends us. Love is never about me. Love is about God. I give because I have received. I'm able to love because God loved me in my mother's womb, because my mother and father taught me how to love, still teach me how to love, because my brothers and sisters still love me, because my friends love me through all of the strikes and gutters of college in my life. I am able to love. You are able to love because someone has loved you first. And so you need to go out. You need to receive that love from God. And every time we come to Mass, we receive the fullness of love, Jesus Christ himself, in the Eucharist. And every time we go to confession, sinners, broken, that we are, God's love abounds in his mercy. And even more so, every time we say thank you to someone who has shown us love, compassion, kindness, every time we are grateful to the person who has given us just a little bit more of what we could have asked or what we deserved, that puts us in that frame of mind, that helps us recognize that someone is loving me, someone is teaching me how to love. And yes, God does that from the cross, and yes, God does that in the sacraments, but each and every day, and the little interactions, when we start to just say thank you and recognize the blessings of each and every day, we're able to love all the more. We, in many ways, especially financially in this country, have tremendous blessings, but we need to know God's love at the bottom. We need to know God's blessing when we don't deserve it so that when we are on top, when we are in charge, when we have authority, when we can change the world, we do so sacrificially and lovingly. Our love images true love. Our love images the love that saved the world, Jesus Christ on the cross. God reaches down today. He puts his hand out. He loves you in your darkest and most broken place. He offers you a hand up. Will you let him love you? Will you let him give you his healing kiss?